I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to Behind the Gorilla. If you are clicking right over from our part one episode where we reviewed the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver, welcome back. This is our actual episode here for this week, and it is fantastic. So, um, yeah, Harris had it, and, you know, we, we struggled. Harris has been sitting in a parking lot for all night. And... I should have just gone home. It's my own <laughs> stupid fault, but I was like, well, because initially... This is this is fine. You guys can skip past this if you want to get to the episode, but I sure. want to say it. Initially, we were like, "All right, we're going to record at like seven Eastern." So I was like, "All right, I'll finish up what I'm doing at seven, and I'll go out and I'll just record it in my car at work, and then I'll go straight to the gym, and then I'll go home." And then we were running a little late, so I thought, "Okay, well, I'll be smart. I'll take advantage of this time and drive to the gym, so I can go straight there after we record." And then we talked about wrestling for two hours <laughs> because we are cool people. <laughs> All well, that being said, I had a blast. It was fun. Um, I'm pretty proud of the way that I managed to talk about Nia Jax and the big show and how her appearance is basically a big show angle. I'm just going to sprinkle that little teaser yeah. in there right now for well, you. Well, they, they know the title, so they, they I'm pretty sure they, they know what they're about to talk about. They might not know the twist. Maybe they're Maybe new to not. wrestling. They don't know. True, true, true. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so here we go with our actual episode of Behind the Gorilla. All right, so, so now we are going to go into our actually actual topic, and I'm going to kind of reintroduce the show because I'm not sure if I'm going to split this into two parts or not. So if this is in two parts, welcome to part two, and if it's not in two parts, then it's still just part two as in one all in one part. So welcome back, or welcome here, that you're still here, and now, <laughs> now we're getting in to the, I guess, welcome the real here. part of the show, the actual behind the gorilla part of the show. Um... So yeah, Harris has the wild, ridiculous topic for this week, and I'm excited because I hope it's uh, hope it's good. We're still on a post David Arquette kind of, I don't know, co- like coasting because uh, and I, this is the first time I've mentioned the name David Arquette this whole time, so we're a little late on that. But um, yeah, anyway, so because we had David Arquette on two weeks ago, go listen to that if you haven't already. It's our highest listened uh, to episodes so far. And anyway, so Harris. Go, go for it. All right. So, first of all, I'm just going to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain here. I am currently recording wait, this Wait, wait, wait. Hold car. on. You mean behind yep. the gorilla? Hey, got him. <laughs> roll credits. We're done. That's it. That's all, folks. If you didn't know, that's what the whole name of our show means is, like, you know, the gorilla position is the place behind the curtain. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so, so what we're talking about is stuff that's, like, behind that, even though most of it actually takes place in the ring. It's right. just, I thought it was a good name, and so that's what it is, and it's different. Except there is a UK podcast called The Gorilla Position, and we should have a rivalry with them. Well, them and our long-running rivalry with PWG, obviously. That's true, too. We got a couple rivalries, and we got a couple yeah. things going on. We're going to have to have some sort of match. For the Gorilla Ride. So anyway, re- real life being what it is, we couldn't record this Thursday, cause, or Sunday, wow. Because there <laughs> Definitely was a not Thursday. <laughs> Because there was a blizzard in South Dakota. Oh yeah, I forgot and... to mention that. That's why we we didn't have an ep- we didn't have the episode out 
um, on Monday is because right. yeah, there was a blizzard out here in uh, South Dakota where I am, and I really didn't want to drive out to the outskirts of the town to the station with 40-mile-per-hour winds and snow. So, so Mark, um, Mark may or may not have been texting me saying, can you record tomorrow? Yep. As I was like maybe a third of the way through researching this topic. Which so hopefully thought, yeah. gave him more time and, and worked. Yeah, like, yeah, I did. So I finished watching what I needed to, and I got notes. And then, again, life being what it is, I literally was at work until maybe 7 o'clock, 7.30, and then left to record. So I'm recording this right now in the parking lot yeah, it, outside of LA Fitness. I'm going to get late. a workout in after this episode. I printed the notes out. They're on actual paper. So wow. this is going to be a little bit different from my normal wow. setup. I hope I can do it justice, y'all. Harris Harris has prep a... work. That that doesn't happen often, folks. I have notes. Sometimes <laughs> my laptop dies and they get deleted. That, that was funny. That bad. was funny, yeah. That, that was a bad episode. But this is going to be a good episode. And Mark, genuinely, I had a blast watching this and sort of in a in a good way. Like we, oh, we, good. We, this is one of those episodes where we come full circle and it's – this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I love it. And Are you sure? Because we've seen pretty dumb stuff with what we've yeah. done. Is this dumber than Tagar, the Lord of the Volcano? Mm, History of Memphis no, wrestling characters. I'm, Look back at that episode. It's from a few weeks ago. I'm really glad you brought that up because okay, Tagar. Well, okay, this is just a forced segue. That's Tagar all two, is, but, Lord of the Typhoon. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> Ready to rumble. No, so the, take our Lord of the Volcano is a ludicrous gimmick. It's and amazing. It's, fun, it's even funnier because it comes from this little, you know, maybe not rinky dink, but like wrestling promotion in Memphis that does not have any production value at all to pull off <laughs> a supernatural character. Right. Right. And one might think, oh, well, wrestling is silly. And maybe if we had a, a, a big company, one of the biggest wrestling companies on the planet, with an unlimited bankroll, maybe they could take a, a silly supernatural character or perhaps a cast of silly <laughs> supernatural characters and oh. make them work in a very silly, like, Please tell me this takes place in 1995 WCW. Oh, it does. Yes! Oh, it does. I know what you're going to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, uh, okay, well, it's going to be a little bit different than what you think it's going to okay, be. Okay, okay, even but, better. But it does begin where I know you've already gone, and most of you listening probably have too, and this story does begin with the Scooby-Doo villains known <laughs> as the Dungeon of Doom. Very nice. If you aren't familiar with the Dungeon of Doom, I pretty much nailed it. It's a collection of supernatural-inspired wrestlers all under the banner of a man named Kevin Sullivan who set out to destroy Hulk Hogan. I, I, I'm not actually doing this whole episode about the Dungeon of Doom. Okay. I'm focusing on one particular member of the Dungeon of Doom, and I think you'll know where I'm going with this in a little bit. But again, without going into too much detail into the weeds of what the Dungeon of Doom was, they were out to destroy Hulk Hogan. Because this yeah. is in WCW. This is 1995, a little bit before Hulk Hogan would turn heel, before the NWO started running over WCW. This is Hulk Hogan still wearing the red and yellow, like on the dying legs of his babyface run. And most of the people are pretty bored of his shtick. 
especially in WCW, where, again, the reputation has always been, this is the real wrestling. This is like the hardcore, just imagine an audience of people like Mark, who are like, he's really not (laughs) selling that arm injury very well anymore. And that's disappointing. Two stars. Like, that's... (laughs) That's the fan base I'm imagining. Okay, you you can give me a little bit more credit than that, but but <laughs> but you're on the right path, yeah. Right, right. Well, this is I mean, this is, you know, this is your heritage. Like I remember when we first started talking yeah. about wrestling, you were talking about how much you love WCW and oh, like yeah. how serious it, you know, it was like real wrestling. And I was like, "Okay." But anyway, all that to say, like Hulk Hogan's act it's not winning I, I, people I'm, over the way. I'm just going to say one thing is for okay. all of my, the WCW love and everything, boy, we spend a lot of time tearing down WCW on this show. We really do. We and do. I don't know. And to be honest, half the things on my list are WCW things and or more probably, probably more than half the things. Of course, most of them take place after the year 1998, but, but still. Well, to be fair, to be fair, like – if we were doing this podcast 10 years from now, like the Nia Jax episode could probably, Oh, be that definitely episode. is going to be an episode at some point. Probably you know, in the like future. there is some stuff that's happened. And you know, what the other thing is, don't... this is, this other thing is, you know what we talk about when we pick topics, like we like, like this is what I found out. I want to do something that I want to actually research because yeah. when I do that, uh, cause there's plenty of really stupid stuff, but that I do not want to even bother with, but I did anyway, like with Hornswoggle. Um, and this is what I found out. WWE, their stupid stuff is like unwatchable. Like yeah. it is, it is just the most insulting, awful, boring, terrible stuff ever. WCW again, because I like WCW, even their dumb stuff is still entertaining to watch. And most yeah. of it's entertain, like most of it's dumb in like a still fun to watch way. Most of it is. That's so that that has something to do with it too. But I, I just do think that's funny where it's like, oh yeah, big WCW um, ambassador, and every other episode is us talking about one of the dumbest things ever that WCW did. <laughs> I, I just think that's yeah. kind of funny. It's kind of it's ironic. It's certainly it's we could honestly have a whole episode where we just talk about that. We could. But I'm not going to because no. I'm sitting in a parking lot right now. So we're moving on. We're powering through here. So anyway, all that to say, Hulk Hogan's idea, and this is not like my own research. Pretty much anybody who is familiar with WCW in the 90s will tell you this story. Hulk Hogan figured, okay, the best way for me to get over in WCW is to do all of the things that I did in the WWE, WWF at the time, right? So a lot of the talent from WWF is getting hired slightly repackaged and he's thinking okay i'm gonna do the same thing that i did in the 80s i'm gonna beat the monsters i'm gonna slay the giant i'm gonna overcome all these different villains and the dungeon of doom was basically created as the stable of cartoony basically like it's a lot of the wrestlers from the 80s that he's already beaten or at least worked with like he's friends with them behind the curtain if you will so the whole plan was just, you know, that they keep harassing him. They're this scary thing for the kids to get freaked out by. And Hulk Hogan does what a good baby face does. And he overcomes the odds. And this is the one member of the Dungeon of Doom, Mark, that could have worked as a real honest-to-goodness, like, wrestling angle. Okay. There isn't anything, like, inherently supernatural about him, at least not on the surface. 
it's a very personal issue that he has with Hulk Hogan. It's justified. It isn't just, you know, I'm the Lord of the volcano and I'm going <laughs> to shoot lava on you. Like, it's nothing like that. And it turns into the least wrestling of all time <laughs> is just the only way I can put it. But I got to kind of get started here. So one day Hulk Hogan is, you know, reporting live from Muscle Beach in Venice, California, right? And he's he's sitting out there on his Harley Davidson because as we've established on some previous episodes, everyone in WCW rode motorcycles. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. It's very 90s. Well, at least anyone who was like in charge. Right. Anybody, who, all the cool kids were doing it, right? Oh, yeah. So he's sitting out there on his motorcycle and he's giving one of those classic, you know, Hulk Hogan, what you going to do, brother, promos to mean Gene. And a grown, a, a very large man comes out of the crowd and he accosts Hulk Hogan and he hits him in the face with what turns out to be an old t-shirt. And he says, remember this? And Hulk Hogan looks at it and it looks like he's seen a ghost. <laughs> it's the old worn out torn t-shirt that once belonged to Andre the Giant. And it's now 1995 and Andre the Giant's son has come to WCW to avenge his father. He's going to do what his father never could and take down Hulk Hogan once and for all. Now, is that a little <laughs> bit silly? Sure. Is it a little bit of a soap opera? Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that this feud starts on such a personal and like relatively grounded note, all I could think of was watching this as like, Man, this could have worked. This could have been like a real personal beef, like down to earth. You know, my father lost the will to live after he couldn't beat you and then he died. And like, is that a little tacky? Maybe, but it's not the tackiest thing that's ever been run. And that could come like that. That could get really fun and really personal. Right. right. So, you know, what what happens next? Well, Hulk Hogan is obviously really shaken up. He's he, he doesn't know if the giant is who he claims to be or whatever, whatever, whatever. But hey. We've still got a feud going on with the Dungeon of Doom. So the next night on the pay-per-view, Hulk Hogan gets his hands on Kevin Sullivan in a cage match. Who comes to the ring but the Giant? And his finishing move, he, he doesn't he doesn't slam Hulk Hogan. He doesn't really put him in like a claw or a submission hold or like hold him above his head or anything. No, he grabs him by the head, cocks both his elbows and wrenches his head like he's trying to break his neck like a giant in the movies <laughs> and hulk hogan flops to the ground and lies motionless and the giant stalks back off and they don't they don't try to sell it as like oh he gets up and walks out no hulk hogan is back the next night in a neck brace. <laughs> absolutely because the giant the giant broke his neck, you guys, and it's it's super serious. And he's he's cutting these promos like he literally says, I wrote this down. He's cutting a promo with his manager, Jimmy Hart, who's holding the title because he's the champion at the time. And he says, I could, as I felt my neck snap and I could feel my arms and my hands go numb, I thought, oh, this might be the end for Hulk Hogan, but it's not, brother. And he goes on to talk about he's wearing a neck brace this entire time. He hasn't even missed a workout since the giant broke his <laughs> neck. He hasn't even gotten close. So right away, Hulk Hogan is he's got a neck brace on. He's absolutely no selling a broken freaking neck. 
almost a decade before Kurt Angle would do it. Yeah, Kurt Angle will uh, have something to say about that, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, again, this is already very silly, but you could almost, almost see this as a passable, dumb, silly wrestling feud. We're about to take another step further, if, you, see, if you're ready. One thing I am going to say, though, is part of me is is very disappointed that you did pick this because this is something when where you're getting to is something that was on my list and yes. I was definitely going to get to. And so I am happy <laughs> someone got to it because it is amazing. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to end up on Halloween Havoc, right? Oh, yes. OK. Oh, OK. Oh, yes, good. Sir. Good. We're good. Getting... That's what I'm looking forward to. So we're going to set the, say, this, the stage again. It's another Hulk Hogan interview on his beloved Harley Davidson. And, man, he is pulling out all the stops. And I didn't realize, by the way, with the passing of Mean Gene Okerlund recently, like I know how much he's meant to wrestling and how much people love him. So I've always respected him. I haven't seen a ton of his work. And this was a great opportunity for me to get to experience a little bit more Mean Gene. That's good. Because this is... As classic Hulk Hogan as it gets, you oh, know he's, he's got the, the. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. And I was driving in here on my mic, and there was the red and the white and the blue flags on every house in the city, brother. And the crowd of a dozen people around him is like, "Yeah, woo!" Yeah. yeah see, the only thing I don't know what I like better about Mean Gene is when Hulk Hogan would talk to him, or when Ric Flair would talk to him, because Hulk Hogan would always do the "Let me tell you something, Mean Gene," and Ric Flair would always give the. Mean Gene, <laughs> and it was always great each time. Both of them were in their own way amazing. So I'm not. Oh, quite there were sure. so many great tributes to him that came out. Just all the best of videos, all the videos with Macho Man. But Ric Flair would but... literally just yell his name in two syllables, and it was oh yeah, it was well, amazing. We're going to get to some more announcing gold in this episode in just oh, a little good. bit. So uh, I'm ready. It, as he's getting to, he's getting to like the pinnacle, right? Like the peak. Of the Hulk Hogan promo. And he says, I tell you something, brother. I almost feel bad for Kevin Sullivan. Because when me and my friends get in there tonight, what we're going to do to him, and what's he going to do? And then you hear it. Whipping around the corner, there comes a truck. And Mark, this is not a pickup truck. (laughs) This is not a tow truck. This is a monster truck. With teeth painted on it and Dungeon of Doom written on the side, rounding the corner like something out of Mad Max. Hulk Hogan takes one look at that thing, and all the onlookers in Mean Gene take one look at that thing, and they see the trajectory it's on, and they run for their lives. (laughs) And this monster truck crushes Hulk Hogan's beloved Harley Davidson motorcycle. It drives over it, turns around around the corner. There's not many cars on the street for some reason. Turns around, comes back, drives over it again very slowly. And then who sticks his arm out, turns around, and backs up like he's parallel parking. But the giant. And it's literally, it's the most insane thing. It's the weirdest part of this whole thing. Because he peels around the corner in a monster truck, runs it over twice, and then stops, leans out turns around like he's checking his his bumper and slowly backs over it again hey well he's trying to be cautious he's being a safe driver he's well he's he's not though that's (laughs) but so he hits you know and then he looks at hulk hogan and hulk hogan has this look of shock and terror and sadness on his face and he 
freaks out and he starts running after the giant and he's he's banging on the door but he can't quite like reach him because it's a monster truck and it's like 10 feet in the air so he's just slapping <laughs> at the window and the giant is laughing like straight like a straight up cartoon like ah <laughs> <laughs> like about like that right it's good stuff and then you know you cut back to the arena and they're like all right so anyway we're back to the and then <laughs> they move on with the show but Hulk Hogan's bike is left in tatters and he is furious. So now we're to the point where, again, he's cutting a promo on the giant. He's in a neck brace from his injuries. And he. What do you think he does? Does he does he sue the giant for all he's worth? Because, hey, oh, no, he tried of to course kill me. not. No, he's Hulk he ran Hogan. over my personal property. You probably meant to kill me with that monster truck. And I don't even think that thing is street legal, pal. We got some talking to do. I've called the police. No, 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 no. He's going to take that neck brace off and go after him. That's right. He's going to challenge him to a wrestling match. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, he's not. I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan <laughs> looks at the camera and says, I tell you what, though, I'm laying down the challenge right now. I'm building myself a bigger, a better, and even stronger Hulkamania monster truck. <laughs> And if you've got the guts, let's hook them up. Machine against machine, and I'll drag them all the way around the arena. Just embarrass you. <laughs> I'm so happy you did this. And it's some like and it's it's almost like somebody in his ear was like, You're a wrestler for a living, you moron. And then he says, <laughs> And if you can get by all that. Then I'm going to give you what you want. And I'm going to put the WCW title on the line. <laughs> because it's a title feud. Right, right. Because of course it's a title feud. Because why Why wouldn't it be? There's nothing else the WCW World Heavyweight Champion could be doing. We need to have this monster truck match. Because the Giant has to realize that his monster truck isn't the most powerful in the WCW. <laughs> Well, of course we have to know that. He just took out a motorcycle. That are right. that that makes it the most, you know, so far it's, you know, the the giant and his monster truck one, Hulk Hogan and his motorcycle zero. He's got to come back. Well, I don't know what's funnier, the fact that the giant is clearly some sort of gearhead because he has his own monster truck and that his ego is so fueled by it that he will take on any comers that doubt that he has the biggest, strongest monster truck on the block or the idea that hulk hogan also understands how monsters trucks work also really cares about them <laughs> and is now going to hunker down and build his own like anakin skywalker and he's gonna build his own monster truck i'm pretty sure hulk hogan doesn't know how to change the oil in his car i'm gonna make that statement right now i don't but know he, he like, might i can maybe see him being a car guy no, I can't. Not even a little bit. I don't think he knows how to take care of his Harley Davidson. All right, I think well, he just we'll gets another one. We'll have to ask Eric Bischoff. He would know. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, anyway, the, the gauntlet has been thrown down. And it, no, no, no. no this, th this gauntlet has not been thrown down. This gauntlet has been put in a catapult and, like, launched across, like, the world. And you might be thinking, listening to this, wow, what a crazy and fascinating go-home show. I can't wait to see what happens at Halloween Havoc. And you would be wrong, because there are still weeks to go until <laughs> Halloween Havoc. 
hey, but we get a good build, right? They, you get something. That's certainly true. Um, here's the other thing, though. Before I move on from this, this is a promo. I'm going to plug a lot of videos in this angle. This is a promo you absolutely have to watch because it goes from classic, you know, 1980s rock and wrestling Hulk Hogan way off into like 2000 WCW insanity. Well, if you and want me to look you, it up, I can look it up and play it here. Oh, well, I we have to deal with like the timestamp and all this stuff. It's like five minutes long. Well, I mean, just so people could hear it. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If there was what? any like little segment you wanted me to do, I could pull it up here. Well, see, now I'm trying to think. I think I just I don't want to play the whole thing. Let me just end with this quote, and you That's can fine. go back and decide if, if you want to put this quote in. Oh, I, w- I won't be going back and doing anything. I'm not doing any extra right. work with this one. Let's just, we're going to make you do the work <laughs> yourself if you want to do it. Yeah, because he, he brings it back. That's my point. He jerks the wheel back, and if you just watched this part and nothing else, you would think, hey, this could be a really solid, like, personal heated wrestling feud. <laughs> Because he he brings it back and he says, and as I I literally wrote this down, he's like, as I lift you over my head and slam you through the mat in Detroit, you'll be laid to rest right next to your father, right where I beat him. (laughs) Oh, man. You're just like, you're like, whoa, that was was pretty good. That's like some Conan the Barbarian stuff or something. I don't know. That was hardcore. But anyway, there's a monster truck we got to build, so we're off to go work on that. And, of course, Mean Gene is just selling all of this, like, absolute death. Like, oh, he's the Like, looking at the camera very sternly. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, anyway, anyway, we have a few weeks left. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was really trying to get to the chase because I was so excited about the monster truck rally that I didn't watch oh, every course. episode of Nitro in its entirety. But I watched all these clips, and I'm just going to give you the bullet points of what happens in the build-up to this sumo monster truck match, okay? Uh, Kevin Sullivan dresses up as an old woman in drag at ringside. Hulk Hogan comes to the <laughs> ring to answer an open challenge. It was all a trap. He flings salt into Hulk Hogan's eyes. <laughs> That's the classic one right there. Classic heel move. Blinds him. The Dungeon of Doom emerges. They beat up Hulk Hogan. Uh, Kevin Sullivan pulls something out of his pocket. It's a little razor. And he's going to shave off Hulk Hogan's mustache. Oh, no. Right in the middle of the ring. Uh, Was there any stipulation involved with this? No, there was not. There wasn't even a match. What did he think was going to happen? Did he think Hulk Hogan would be too embarrassed to show his face? My theory. All right, Han, I have one thing to say real quick. Is yes, is uh, is the promo you're talking about? Is he in a uh, cemetery with all, wearing all black? I don't believe he's in a cemetery. Okay, no. well then I found another promo that I'm gonna have to look into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot from around this time that I couldn't delve fully into because I couldn't do the whole dungeon of death. Oh, of course, of course not. Anyway, so was, continue. Did he think Hulk Hogan would be too embarrassed to show his face without a mustache? Hmm, maybe. Um, if he wanted to make him look silly, I feel like he could have just, you know, like shaved his eyebrows or something like a normal <laughs> human being. My theory is he thought it was like a Samson and Delilah situation. Okay. Where if he shaved his mustache off, oh. he would lose his strength. That did not appear to be the case. But what did happen... I, you know what? I, whole- you know what? I buy that. 
I, I would I would buy that. I, I would Sounds buy like that Hulk Hogan right? would lose all of his Hulkamania strength if he shaved his mustache. I, I would totally buy that. It's not the dumbest thing no. that the Dungeon of Doom tried to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's true. So what does happen, he was honestly kind of close, because Hulk Hogan's psyche is really messed up by this. Hulk Hogan comes out the next week, and he's wearing all black, brother. He's got, like, the do-rag on, and it's... It's proto NWO is right. what it is. It's clear as day watching it now. And if I, I'd seen some clips of it in the past and I didn't know this, but I thought, oh, that must be from NWO Hulk Hogan. It's not. There was a period of a few weeks leading up to this match where he toyed with the idea of the dark side of Hulk Hogan. That has to be what this promo that I found is from. It probably it, I, I bet it is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't get a chance to watch it, so file it away. Okay. We can honestly do a whole episode. All I know is I see him. He's sitting in a – he's literally in a cemetery wearing like Phantom of the Opera all black mm-hmm. with a black mask and a sword. Yeah. And it just – it looks – I'm not – I mean I obviously I'm not listening to it, but it, it sounds like – it looks like it would be amazing. Right. So basically what happened is – and again, it, it's flirting with this could be really actually interesting territory. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when John Cena was feuding with Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt was trying to like tap, like get in Cena's head, get him to tap into something darker. Yeah. And people have done that with Cena a lot. I guess it's a classic, you know, baby face thing to do. But Hulk Hogan took it farther than I've ever seen Cena do in the sense that he's, you know, they're weird Phantom of the Opera promos, but they're still like kind of edgy for this character. They're. <laughs> They're edgy promos, and there is a part of you that's like, is he finally going to go over the edge? Is he going to take it too far? And you can see this being a really interesting direction to go in, in terms of, like, a personal wrestling feud, you know, that takes Hulk Hogan to the edge. Um, It it doesn't... Nothing comes of it. I'm just going to spoil it for you right now, because the show before the pay-per-view, he tears off all his black clothes, and he has the Hulk Hogan classic red and yellow gear on underneath and he's like no brother i'm always gonna be the good guy so it's a total (laughs) waste of everyone's time except we got some of those promos out of it and they just teased us with the idea that maybe this feud would be something worth our time was that a little bit of a sideshow perhaps i just think it's important to know that a whole lot of stuff was happening in between the announcement of the monster truck match and the (laughs) night of the pay-per-view but at long last, children, we've, and I say children because that's who was excited about this, obviously. We've made it to WCW Halloween Havoc 1995. And they get to, you know, what's about the main event of the show? And they drop, again, this is what got me interested in this feud. They drop the sickest hype package that I've ever seen from 90s wrestling outside of like the Attitude Era. It's the, this is the other assigned watching from this episode. Just look up the feud summary because it's the most 90s thing you've ever seen in your life. But it encompasses everything. It accompanies the dead father and Andre the Giant and the Giant, his son, cutting promos. And Hulk Hogan saying, I'm going to pick you up over my head and slam you through the mat. And it's epic and it's personal. And the title's on the line. And then we cut back into the dead eyes of Tony Schiavone as he says these words but in just a few moments we are going to take you onto the roof for the much anticipated battle of the sumo monster trucks lest we forget (laughs) 
the real stakes here, obviously. I mean, that's what that's what we're here for. We're not yeah, here for some wrestling match. Right. And at the end of the, it, the, it goes into the video package hyping the monster trucks. And again, the announcer says, now Hulk Hogan is hard at work on his monster truck, knowing that for the first time ever in his career, he must face the same man twice in one night. Oh, okay. Which is technically true, but like, how is that the angle <laughs> you get out of it? I don't know. That makes it sound like it's an Iron Man match or it something. Does, it's not. Yeah. Or two out of three falls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, if, what if there's a draw? What if, if he loses the first one, he still has the title? The, this match means nothing except for pride in their monster trucks. Okay. So, <laughs> so, 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 Mark, enough, enough, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get down to it. Please. This is, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, as weird as any gimmick match we've ever described on this show. Because somebody at WCW was like, wait, wait, wait. This isn't a monster truck show. This is a wrestling show. So the monster trucks have to have a wrestling match. What kind of wrestling match can they have? They're kind of big. They'll have a sumo match. So we have, Mark, keen listeners may notice that Tony Schiavone earlier mentioned this match is taking place on the roof. It's on the roof. And what they have done <laughs> is they've created a circle of, of like police fencing and those little orange traffic cones. And in the middle of them are the two monster trucks. They are to be welded together, like grill to grill. And then they're going to both try to push the other one out of the circle. So, so let, me, let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we've taken this highly anticipated thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to have monster trucks battling mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they're like, oh, no, wait. No, we won't. We're going to have monster trucks in a wrestling match. Okay. How are they going to do this? I'm still intrigued. All right. We're going to have monster trucks in a sumo wrestling match where you have to push the other one out of a circle. Okay. Fair enough. Bumper cars. Oh, no, we're just going to put them together. So we basically wiped out all the fun that could have possibly <laughs> uh, could have possibly happened in this. We want to see things crash into each other, and we've taken yeah. that away, so we're left with basically nothing. That's honestly a great point. <laughs> like, I don't know, and I, maybe I'm just trying to put myself right in the shoes of the viewer in 1995 because I knew where this is going when I started watching it. Like, I've seen right. the footage. And that that's the only way that this thought process makes any sense to me at all so that's that's just that's what i'm assuming the thought process was so we have these two trucks they're welded together they're going to get in and see this is the thing it's a pride thing it's about whose monster truck is stronger right who can push harder can hulk hogan engineer a machine with enough (laughs) horsepower wait a minute hold on is that is that how they're building it building it that's how I'm taking it. I mean, like, they literally, like, they say, now Hulk Hogan is hard at work on his monster truck. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm expanding on this a little bit. Okay, But okay. it really is, like, Hulk Hogan cut this challenge, and he was like, I'm going to build an even bigger, stronger Hulkamania monster truck to defeat your truck. Like, they're five years old, and they're like, my truck is better than yours. I don't know, no, 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 Like, that's what's <laughs> happening here. That's the level we're at. Okay, okay. So the match... Oh, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, this yeah, is it's... too. This is too simple. We can't possibly just have this be the match. As the ref, the funniest part about this is the ref is explaining the rules like it's NFL overtime. Like he makes Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, or you know the Giant, walk up to him and he starts explaining the rules, and they're staring each other down. This like is a, a real sporting ball. event. Yes, like they do. They're like, there are rules here, which is why I was like, oh, Mark will love this. There's clearly defined. He's like, we're going to weld the two cars together. You're going to get into your trucks. The first person to push the other car completely out of the circle is the winner. Good. It has to be all four axles. It can't just be two axles. It's got to be the entire body of the car. Good. I'm like, wow, they've really thought this stuff through. Good. I- I'm on board. And he says, there have been char- charges randomly placed throughout the ring if one of them goes off and your truck is too damaged to continue you will be the loser wait what wait yeah wait wait okay hold on hold on this is never wait a minute so so now it's no longer yeah. a sumo wrestling match mm-hmm. now it is a obstacle course like minesweep my Mine, now it's well, like, now we- we're playing minesweeper well they're they're randomly placed so it's really more like a death match than anything but if you sound you sound a little confused and taken aback by this news, I have news for you. So was everyone watching because they'd never mentioned that until he said that. Right. In introducing the match. And it cut back to commentary as they picked up as Hulk Hogan and the Giant got in their respective trucks. And one of them is like, did he say there were going to be charges? <laughs> Can you explain that? And what they did, they've thought this all through, Mark. They got the founder of a major monster truck rally, the guy who, who built the Bigfoot monster truck okay, to provide color commentary for this show. Oh, you wow. know, WCW, this is where the big boys play. We're taking this seriously. We want you to know what's happening. Right. This is a real trucks. sporting event. So it's, so we got fish off. We got Bobby, the brain Heenan, and we have this monster truck, man, who I'm sorry. His name <laughs> escapes me. <laughs> I do not know the monster truck scene. It, it doesn't I imagine matter. He's a pretty well known it, guy. It doesn't matter. And I just, as these trucks begin pushing, I, I have just a selection of quotes that I wrote down because I can't really describe what's happening to you. Oh, I'm all because for quotes. They're just sort of pushing back and forth. Uh, <laughs> they love to point out that this is the first ever sumo monster truck match and you know we make history here on WCW. You're never going to see stuff like this anywhere else. Now that is very true. Yeah, that is true. And we'll come back to that later. Uh, another thing he says, listen to this crowd. You, you can't hear a thing the crowd is saying. Uh, One, they're not they're even watching. in the arena. Two, there's like truck noises. They're, the truck noises. And here's the thing. At some point, like they kind of turn the truck noises down. This is at the very beginning when the truck noises are very loud and are literally the only thing you can hear. Uh Bobby the Brain points out, and they're not even wearing any helmets. <laughs> How safe is that? Oh, and the I guy love who it. built He's the, the monster best. trucks points out, with like, yeah, they're not we- like they're wearing seatbelts, so like it's pretty typical standard stuff. Um, they point out that it's a really technically complex contraption because what you have is both of the axles turn, so you have Hulk Hogan who's providing all of the power, and then you have the co-pilot who is turning the back axle because both axles turn. So you see, it's about teamwork 
and they are literally they're trying to sell it as like you have to turn and get in the right torque position to push the other truck better. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, time out again. Uh -huh. So what you're telling me, let me get this straight. This is a tag team match. <laughs> this yeah. isn't even a one-on-one -on -one match. This is a tag yep. team match. Yeah, they each have another driver. It's a tag team car. sumo monster truck match. Yeah. Boy, yeah. you talk about history being made. Why don't we have like a real tag team? Why can't we get like, I don't oh, know, man. Jimmy Hart being the guy who's who's moving the axle and Kevin Sullivan be the one who's moving it how, for the giant. How much better would that have been? Oh, you would think, right? I mean, the real answer is because they need stunt drivers to do this because Hulk Hogan is not qualified to handle this machinery. <laughs> I'm surprised that they're even actually in the trucks at all. I'm surprised that they even bothered to point this out because I'm not sure I would have noticed if they hadn't pointed out that there's a co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, I'm glad they did it because it gives Bobby the Brain Heen and the opportunity to point out that it's like flying the space shuttle, what we're watching right now. <laughs> so you hear that, kids? If you study hard and you get good grades and you join the Navy or the Air Force and you go through years of training and you're one of the few good men, the best of the best of the best, you too will be qualified to drive the Hulkamania monster truck <laughs> at Halloween Havoc. It's a real honor and a pleasure. Oh, man. Um, there's another quote here. I expected Hulk Hogan to be fairly slow since he's very new to this. But right. he's doing an excellent job. <laughs> like they're just going to walk right up and poke the fact that Hulk Hogan has never once in his life expressed any interest in monster trucks before this moment. <laughs> um. At one point, they asked the monster truck man, how fast can these machines go? You know, when they're not tied to each other, when they can really open it up. <laughs> right. Oh, they can. They and when can they go aren't on a roof. miles an hour, Bobby. They can go what? They can go at about 100 miles an hour. I, That's a I'm, quote. I'm no, ec I'm no monster truck expert. <laughs> I, I, I went to one monster jam like 15 years ago. That's my level of monster truck knowledge. And I played monster jam on PS2. But I don't think a monster truck can go 100 miles an hour. Now, hey, I could be way wrong, but I just I, – I don't see it. Uh, I'm going to be honest. If they can, then I got to get a monster jam sometime because I'd pay money to see that like okay. straight up. Well, one, there's no way they can get to 100 miles an hour inside of an arena. Right, right, in the dome. Right. I'm just telling you, I'd pay a lot of money to see a monster truck <laughs> what, do What we need is people. monster truck drag racing if that is actually possible. Absolutely. Now, that I would watch. And then they put a little ramp at the end. Now, this one, this line is a little bit more about the delivery than the content itself, but it's still very good because he has a thought and then he rationalizes it away almost immediately. And he says, I tell you what, this Dungeon of Doom truck is one scary looking machine. But then again, what did you expect? <laughs> like he caught himself halfway through and he's like, no, this does make sense. This this is understandable. And. You might remember I mentioned the possibility of charges earlier. Right. And, um, the announcers have alluded to at this point the fact that these vehicles are fueled by pure alcohol. Apparently <laughs> that's how you soup them up. I don't uh, know if that's, that's mechanically true I, or not. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Again, right? I'm no. I'm no mechanic, but I just don't feel like that's accurate. I don't know, but at any rate, they bring up the idea that man, if one of these charges can go off and it catches that alcohol. The whole thing could blow, right? Yeah, not like it would matter if it was gasoline. 
Right, right. Well, so at this point, <laughs> Hulk Hogan is on the back foot. One of his axles is getting close to getting pushed out of the circle. And there's a little poof. <laughs> and they say, oh, we have a charge. They hit one of those randomly placed charges. And it doesn't appear as though there's been any damage to Hulk's machine. There wasn't. It just kind of went poof. That was the only charge that goes off in the entire match. Not to spoil it. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know why they introduced that. I feel like the ref almost... If it weren't for the actual explosion, I would have thought the ref improvised that. <laughs> and they just had to cover for him. Apparently it was meant to be there. Maybe they thought it would be a bigger explosion. I don't know. But now we're getting to the point where we're wrapping okay, up. Okay, hang on. Real quick. Okay. I looked it up. Yep. And the fuel type is called, it's called racing alcohol. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure exactly what that means. But their alcohol is in the name. So I guess they are accurate. Well, that's not nearly as scary, I suppose. No. Anyway. anyway just thought I'd throw in a little fact-checking there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, at any rate, this isn't a safe match, even without <laughs> the alcohol alcohol. Because I might have mentioned this before. This is on the roof of the <laughs> right. building. They're five stories high <laughs> while all of this is happening. And after that first charge goes off and they start discussing the possibility of maybe one of the truck's falls off gorilla monsoon says and remember this because it's going to come in handy wait, later. wait wait gorilla monsoon oh i'm sorry i'm sorry bobby the brain i'm sorry oh, come I lost on my... harris i'm sorry i'm, I'm very tired <laughs> it's he fair. says and remember this kids because it's going to come in handy later if they go off the rooftop into that river you won't find them for months you know that <laughs> What does that even mean? I don't know, man. Like the Detroit River, it's wild. It'll wash you away. It's like the <laughs> Amazon. Okay. I don't know. But so we've we, we've covered a lot of ground here, right? We're in a we're, sumo match. We're building match. stakes. Whole... We're building stakes. So I'll give them that. That's true. That's true. Right. Well, it's called, like I said, this is a little bit of foreshadowing, kids. So we've been building this matchup. And like we've pointed out in this episode, uh, it's almost like a two out of three falls situation with the match, the wrestling match coming later. This is a sumo wrestling match. It's a death match. It's a tag team match. And Mark, I kid you not, they somehow managed to get a two count into this match. Wait, Because what? the giant hammers on the thrust, knocks Hulk Hogan out of the ring. But wait, <laughs> but wait, it's only two axles. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan powers out at two, drives the giant back into the ring. Oh, that's great. And then pushes him back fully out of the circle. All four axles. The match is over. Yes. Hulk Hogan truly is the greatest mechanic in WCW. Woo. And the Giant says, you know what? Fair play. I'm really looking forward to our wrestling match. Just kidding. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he gets out of his truck and tries to throw Hulk Hogan off the roof. Wait, wait. He tries to wait, throw they're, off they're the both roof. out of the trucks now? Oh, yeah, they got out of the truck okay. like, immediately because the giant can't stand the fact that his machine has been bested. Right. It's sort of like a, I don't know, like a Paul Bunyan situation or something. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't know. He just, he feels, he feels like his legend has been reduced. Wait, wait, he, wait. His manhood has been bested. Paul I don't, Bunyan. Don't ask me to explain that. I think I'm confusing. You mean John Henry? Like, yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I knew as I said it that that was wrong. But I couldn't remember what the right one. Oh please! Was. I know my ancient legends of whatever. Right, but I like I knew it was a thing. I've seen that Disney video, <laughs> I, and I've listened to the Johnny Cash song. I knew who it was, 
I just couldn't remember the name. <laughs> so we have threw out the first one. Off the rails you threw out the first one you can think of. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, yeah. so anyway. they're out. They're out of the trucks. He's his man. You're right. 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 And he's, you know, the only way to respond to this slide against his honor is to throw Hulk Hogan just right off the roof. Just oh, right off. The roof. Oh, naturally. And they scuffle. They scuffle on the roof, and Hulk Hogan kind of breaks away, and they sway for a minute doing, like, one of those tests of strength-looking things. Right. Then Hulk Hogan leaps back, and the giant flails his arms and falls off of the roof, obviously to his death, because oh, no! they're on the roof. They're on the <laughs> roof of the arena. Right. He fell off of it. They spent the last 10 minutes of this monster truck match pointing out that if they fall off the roof, they're either going to land in the Detroit River or the parking lot. Those are the only two options. It's definitely one of them. And Hulk Hogan. All I can think of is like is like whenever Jerry the King Lawler ever watches someone fall off, just that high, pe- high pierce squeal that he always gives. Well, it's not even. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> This is one of my favorite things on this show when a wrestler looks at something like that and sells it like pure death. And Hulk Hogan turns around and with all the conviction of like a toddler who's just broken the family television set with a BB gun or something (laughs) or has started a fire in the kitchen says, oh, no, help, help, somebody help. Turns around and goes running back into the circle like looking for help because (laughs) well here's where again wcw's foresight has cost them first of all hulk hogan goes looking for help like there's any way they can help him at this point (laughs) right two they were very clear about the fact that they have put ambulances and firefighters on the roof which means they have to scramble the troops to get back down to the ground (laughs) And try to find this guy. And we cut the giant has fallen off the roof. Hulk Hogan is horrified. He's just watched a man die. And we cut back to the arena. And Monster Truck Mike, or whatever this guy's name is, says the line of his life. After five seconds of dead air, he says, well, what do we do now? (laughs) Oh, man. They're like, and he leaves because his segment's done. Right. And Eric Bischoff is trying to act, you know, like flustered because he's also the producer. So he's talking to the truck and he's like, what can you tell me? What can you tell me? What's happening? I don't know. We don't have anything. We're not seeing anything. And Bobby the Brain Heenan is just, is horrified. Like he's genuinely upset. And what do we cut to next? Oh, right. The co-main event. Okay. So Lex Luger is fighting Macho Man Randy Savage. Anyway. Here comes Lex Luger. So let's go to ringside. <laughs> they have another match. Like we don't like we didn't just watch what happened. They just no sell death. Because we have to make room for the co main event, which is an actual wrestling match. Wait, wait, wait. But that means this is now the co main event. Or that that this is the main event, right? Well, y- you would think, right? Because yeah, no, you're you, right. We you're don't right. have a main this event. Is the main event. The show's it's a miracle the show is even still continuing, but I guess right. you know the show must go on and maybe that's in poor taste, but he was a grown man and he knew the risks. So anyway, Macho Man versus Lex Luger in the main event. Uh Hulk Hogan's definitely gonna have to at least talk to the police. I feel like he's got a pretty good like self defense case, but yeah. there's gotta be some paperwork filled out or something. I mean they got the whole thing on video, but like You're gonna have to question still, him at least. Like at 
at the okay, but here's the thing. This is WCW, right? We take the rules very seriously. We had a man explain them before this match. We did, loud, right? So basically, at the end of the day, we have to have Hulk Hogan come out and take the count out victory because we like we booked the match on the show, right. and we have to like we have to see this thing through. True, to that is true. And again, it seems like it's kind of in poor taste, but I guess the show must go on. You you almost have to kind of respect that, right? I respect it. Right. So, you know, at this point, Tony Schiavone is back on commentary, and he's got, you know, he's a little bit out of it. Eric Bischoff is still yelling at the production truck trying to get this figured out. Bobby the Brain Heenan is the only person who's handling this the right way. He's losing his mind. He's not calling the Macho Man <laughs> match at all. He's just yelling at Tony Schiavone the entire match. What are they doing in the truck right now? Are they drinking? How can you not tell us what's going on? How can you not walk outside? It's outside. You go 500 feet out the door and you're there. Somebody should have seen something by now. How do we not even know where he went? What side of the building did he fall off of? Do you know what this is like for me? Bobby the Brain Heenan is is selling this so well, Mark. He almost brings it back home. He's like, you don't understand. Do you know how close to his father I was? This is devastating. I have to find out what happened to him. Only Bobby the Brain Heenan, man. Bobby the Brain Heenan is the best. Awesome. Mark, and he said, like, and Tony Schiavone is like, well, I I think the people in the truck understand that there's a match going on and they still need to bring us that match. So they're that's why they're still filming right now. But to be honest, if I watched a man fall off the roof to his death and I was the one like editing that, I'd probably start drinking too. (laughs) So he might have been right. He might have been. And Tony Schiavone is just plowing right on through. And he's like, well, at any rate, that match is over now. And, uh, and Michael Buffer is going to be coming to the ring here in a minute. And Bobby goes, no, no, not Michael (laughs) Buffer. What's going on outside? <laughs> you don't you don't worry I worry about my uh, do I have to do this myself and Bobby he gets up takes his headset off and walks off <laughs> and Tony Schiavone looks at the camera and says that's the best thing that's happened to me all night <laughs> the man is dead Tony <laughs> I love it I love it dead it's even funnier because Bobby the Brain Heenan comes shuffling back about 15 seconds later and says, I can't get outside. There's got to be 500 people by the door. <laughs> so but clearly it's not that important. Up, he says, we can talk to astronauts on the moon in the year 1995, but we can't find out answers about something that happened 50 feet away from this building. <laughs> you don't have that much farther to go. This, this is serious. And it Tony is serious. Says, Tony Schiavone says, you're right. Um, Let's go back and take a look at what happened at the end of this sumo monster truck match. And then they play the video footage again, just in case you're tuning in in the last 20 minutes of Halloween. Of Havoc, a pay-per-view. Like, oh, I wonder what happened with that other match. Right. It's not like it's it's Nitro and people could be flipping on and off. It's right. a pay-per-view. It's the pay-per-view. So anyway, anyway, now it's time for the main event. You get the joy of watching Michael freaking Buffer announce Hulk Hogan as the entrant. And of course, like you, you kind of have to, right? I know typically the champion enters last. Right. In this particular case, that would just be a bridge too. Uh, right. Of course. Well, there's so no one had, else to introduce. It's just right. So he announces Hulk Hogan and the music's playing 
and Hulk Hogan walks to the ring with Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart's holding the title, and he just he looks mortified. Right. And he gets to the ring, and he starts gesturing to the crowd to quiet down, you know, to quiet down. And he, he asks for the mic, and he tells them to cut the music. And he says, I never intended. I didn't know things would go this far. And it was a terrible accident, but I just... And then the Dungeon of Doom's music hits. Oh, no. And you think... Somebody surely they've like elected a new champion, right? To come out, and th- there's the giant, he's coming down to the ring without even so much as a black eye. Is there an explanation for it? No, there's not. There's not even like it would have been, if, if Kevin Sullivan had had like a giant pillow or something that he was dragging behind him, I think this would have been the greatest angle of all time. He doesn't. They don't even uh, try to provide an egg. He just walks. He just he just walks right out, and he said, and he's trying he's trying to sell it again, man. He's like, "I'm not dead, Hulk Hogan. You're mine. You can read his lips. You're mine, and I'm gonna break <laughs> you." Like he's like he's trying to keep it grounded. That no pun intended. That ship has long since sailed. <laughs> I don't know how this man is alive. All right. I guess he's literally immortal. I don't understand. I, I will say this. It's funny that you did pick this because I was I was listening to Eric Bischoff's podcast today, the, the most recent episode, where they're talking about Sold Out 2000, which I'm sure I will get to parts of that at some point. But mm-hmm. And there, there's a part where Conrad literally, at one point, something was dumb going on, and at some point he, he, he constantly will throw in the fact that you – you killed the giant in Halloween Havoc and then no-sold it after that. <laughs> and he do, he's mentioned this before. And then Bischoff is like, well, it was Halloween Havoc and it was a supernatural element. Yeah, that was really dumb. <laughs> like, for a second he tried and then gave up. <laughs> well, no, you are, I mean... That's clearly what they were going for because, you know, this is the It's the Dungeon like, of Doom, too. Right, and there's tombstones everywhere. But like I said, and this is kind of bringing the whole thing home, this was this didn't need to be silly and supernatural to be right. good. Right, He didn't have to be a crazy immortal member of the Dungeon of Doom no. and no-sell a fall-off-an-arena roof in order for this to be, if not a good match, at least an interesting story. Right. Anyway, at this point... We kind of have to hit the fast forward button because, my goodness, so much has happened I can't process anymore. <laughs> Wait, what happens in the match? Hulk Hogan is understandably shook because right. he thought he just killed a man not 10 minutes ago. And now he has to fight him again. And it's basically like he's fighting Andre the Giant all over again. The move set's the same. The chops, the slams, it's all the same. And Hulk Hogan is keeps he keeps trying to get the crowd back on his side and... The crowd actually, for some reason, bless their hearts, they sort of start to pop for him. It's not, like, huge, but they start to, like, pop when he starts to hulk up, and then the giant picks him up and slams him again. And Bobby the Brain Heenan is celebrating, and the crowd is distraught. And then Hulk Hogan starts to mount another comeback. Uh, then the ref gets knocked down. And of course, a, that's WCW. Great... What? I said, of course, that's WCW. Oh, yeah, right, ref exactly. Mark. It happens a lot. And there's a great deal of, of clamor and outrage, and the crowd is really angry, and they clearly saw something happen. And and Tony Schiavone thinks he's seen it, too. He said, "Did it, was that Jimmy Hart? Did he just knock over the ref? And Bobby the Brain's like, no, no, he didn't. He fell over. 
one of these one of these crowd they're throwing stuff all the time. I think a drink hit him and knocked him out. Which is fair. Which is a fair point, <laughs> right? Well, then, as as the ref sort of starts to stagger to his feet, Jimmy Hart, unmistakably in full view of the camera, tackles the ref to the ground, runs out of the ring. The ref gets back up. Jimmy Hart charges back into the ring, title belt in hand, clocks Hulk Hogan, and the ref rings it off because he's sort of one of the competent ones, and he actually knows a DQ when he sees it. (laughs) So he says, nope, that's it. Hulk Hogan's manager interfered in the match. That means Hulk Hogan loses by disqualification, but he keeps the belt. And they keep saying that. It does. That's the rule. They're like, right, again, WCW with the rules, man. This is serious stuff. By rule, the champion does not lose the belt on a disqualification. Hulk Hogan retains the title. Yep. But it doesn't. But Jimmy Hart is beating the crap out of Hulk Hogan. And now the Giants teaming in and Kevin Sullivan's teaming in. They are beating down Hulk Hogan yet again. Jimmy Hart turned heel. What a swerve. What a twist. What a crazy way to end the show wow that's exactly what we needed there oh no wait oh no wait we're not done Uh oh oh no mark we're not done i I, i'm I'm worn out harris i'm worn out harris how are we not done what would a great wrestling show be without the run-in right so here comes macho man randy savage and lex luger charging down the ramp to help their friend hulk hogan and as dumb as anything can be in wrestling you can almost save any of it with a good run-in and I was like, heck yeah, let's go, Macho Man. Like, kick his ass. Let's do it. Let's go. Come on. And he, they, st- they start beating up the Dungeon of Doom. And then Lex Luger turns on Macho Man. And he joins the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. What no. a twist. This is crazy. What are they going to do? What a way to end the show. Oh, no, wait. Hang on. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm explaining this to you, not in chronological order, but in the order that I watched it. And in the order that I realized that these things happen. Okay. Because I think that's the best way to experience it. Okay. So forget the monster trucks, forget the giant, forget the title match. That's a, that's a hard the, thing to do, Harris. Forget the mustache being shaved off. Like, we're going to rewind all of this. On the previous Nitro before this show... Kevin Sullivan had taken to the ring and announced that he has a special insurance policy. If, for some crazy reason, maybe the Giant would lose the match. Like, I don't know. Maybe he falls off the roof or something. We have another fighter. We have an insurance policy in the Dungeon of Doom to help us end Hulkamania once and for all. Okay. He gestures... He gestures to... mm, What looks like something from the set of Batman and Robin. (laughs) It's sort of bluish white and translucent and it's shaped like roughly the size and shape of a man. And, and Monday night, Monday nitro ended the same way. Halloween havoc ends with the ice melting, a figure staggering forth wrapped in dirty bandages, arms outstretched, (laughs) staggering to the ring. As Tony Schiavone says, the Yeti! <laughs> oh, yes. So oh, Yeti, yes. No, 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 no. It's so not. Keen listeners it's not, may have observed, sounds a lot more like a mummy because it is. It's a mummy. 
It's wrapped in dirty bandages and shuffling along. The Yeti makes his way to the ring. It's not the... No, you're saying it wrong. It's not the Yeti. It's It's, the Yeti. It's the Yeti. The Yeti makes his way to the ring. The giant picks up Hulk Hogan in a bear hug, which is a pretty silly move anyway, but we're well past that. And the Yeti shuffles up to Hulk Hogan and gives him a bear hug from behind. Of course. So now Hulk Hogan is smushed between the giant, the son of Andre, and the Yeti. And they just kind of both, like, hump at him. (laughs) And as the show goes off the air, Tony Schiavone says the immortal words, we will never see a pay-per-view like this again. (laughs) And I hope he's right. (laughs) That's it. Oh, yeah. That concludes my report on the giant, who, of course, would be played by none other than Paul White the big show right and i just want to i just want to thank him for everything he's done for me and for this (laughs) podcast i just want to say one thing the giant excuse me i just want to say one thing the giant was way better than the big show and i will stand by that (laughs) And you can After you can at this, me. The giant was a way better character than the Big Show ever was. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. And uh, no, that's not my takeaway. But I just wanted to have that said. Okay. But yes, I I'm I'm very very happy that you did this. I'm also a little annoyed because I was definitely going to do this at some point, but it had to be talked about. And it is perfect. It is. This could not get. We could not try and script anything better. Like there's nothing we could add to this. There's there's not one thing we could add to this. They they have. They went so far above and beyond anything that could have possibly happened. That. Right. And it's the weird. It's it's what makes it so great is that it's not all like that. Like there. Like I said, there are some real moments of like gravity almost where you're like, Oh, okay. Right. That was a really good, like that was a good promo. This is an interesting idea. And it's packaged with honestly, like if I didn't watch it with my own eyes on the network, I would think was a parody of wrestling. (laughs) I would think it was like Hulk Hogan in a spoof movie or like a Saturday night live cartoon. Like that's what it feels (laughs) like. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's this great promo sketch that the rock does when he guest stars on an episode of, Saturday Night Live, because he's he's playing like an old 80s-style wrestler, right? Right. And that's what this feels like. It feels like a parody of wrestling, and it's not. It's the biggest star in wrestling history, in the biggest company on the planet, in the main event, with all of Ted Turner's money behind him, and it's <laughs> incredible. It is. It is something to behold. That is for sure. And everyone absolutely go watch that promo that Hulk Hogan cuts in the neck brace because it's peak Hulk Hogan. Watch the video package leading up to this match because those two things are honestly some of the best stuff I've ever discovered (laughs) on this podcast, like genuinely. Oh, yes. Oh, it's well (sighs) worth it. That is for sure. Yeah. So oh, shout man. out to Brian Zane, by the way, who has featured this monster truck match in two of his videos and... 
planted that seed in my brain. It's been on uh, <laughs> the list of worst gimmick matches, yep. which the sumo match, not the not the wrestling match at the end, the sumo monster truck match. And then he also featured it in a video he did recently about the Dungeon of Doom, which is one reason I didn't want to do that whole angle because it's been done pretty recently. Right. It's still we'll, we'll put we'll keep it on the list because there's a lot more to dig into, but. That was a big source of inspiration for me and in teaching me that this was a thing that happened and inspiring me to go learn more about it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> oh, well, we had another gym as we tend to usually do with the show, if I do say so myself. And yeah, that was that was wonderful. So uh, thank you for sticking with us for this. This is an extended an extended show. Um, I actually have determined this will be in two parts. So you've Hooray! just listened to the second part. And um, and now, real quick, Harris, we need to record an intro and an outro um, to separate the two episodes. So all right. we will have to do that. So we'll do that once we close up this episode. I'm going to leave this all in, too. So, uh, yeah, so that intro you, you heard at the beginning of this, we did after what we're talking about right now just just a little Ooh, peek there it's spooky nothing's as it seems <laughs> anyway Doom, halloween havoc we thank you for listening to this episode of behind the gorilla as always follow us on twitter at behind underscore gorilla give us uh, any feedback on this episode or any of our other episodes and uh, give us any suggestions that you want uh, us to talk about for sure i know we've gotten a couple i got one recently that okay. uh, definitely went on the list and we'll get to for sure um, so yeah go ahead and uh, and do that give us a, give us a review on iTunes that's the best place for it drop us a rating and drop us a review and uh, also then just let just let us know and we'd be happy to review your show as well kind of a give and take there and um, yeah you can follow me on Twitter as well at Marky Mark Brand and I'm at Harris Wilson so go ahead and do that for more of our individual thoughts and then check out my other podcast, The Uncaped Crusaders Review, where me and my friend Ian go and watch and review every single Batman movie ever. We had an off week this past week as Harris was in Israel, but then coming up next it week... Was, it, it wasn't me. It was Ian. Oh, sorry. Ian was in Israel. <laughs> it's, it's, it's late. And, I had um, a real... No, it is late. I had a real moment for a second where I was like, wait, was... <laughs> nope. Okay. That was the other guy. Right. Okay. Ian was in Israel, not Harris. And so we had a week off, but we will get back into it coming up this week. And we were, we're going to watch Batman Year One, which is a great one as well. So, yeah, that'll do it. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. All right.